You are listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode number sixty-three. Hey, so today I've got a really special guest. I'm starting a new business called No Skin, and it is a men's slash unisex fashion label. And I'm starting it with two other friends. So one is Tony, one is Ashley, and Tony is going to be the CEO of this new business. And I got him in to talk to you on the podcast because you know I'm a business coach and I'm always talking about this kind of stuff. But I think showing you more of the processes, um, the goals that we have, you know, a little bit more behind the scenes, and you know, if we fail, like it's good to show those things because it's all part of the process, you know. And if it goes big. Then it's awesome to see from the start as well. So, I do have big goals for this company.、Um, one of my biggest goals is I want it to be the biggest vegan fashion label in Australia by the end of 2021. So, no idea how to do that. It's a whole new industry. You know, I've got no idea about this industry, but I do know business, and I do know marketing, and I do know advertising. And、um, and I believe I'll be able to hit those goals because you know me, I'm relentless, and I don't give up, and I. And I set big goals, but I keep going for them. And super important, you know. It doesn't matter what business that we have.、Um, I was saying this to the to the guys inside my signature course, the Six Figure Business Map, the other day. It's like, guys, you don't realize like you're learning something here. It's a skill you've invested in yourself to learn business. But it it's not just for your wedding photography. You can do you can use these same skills for any business for the rest of your life. If you've got an idea or a project, now you've got the framework to know exactly what step to do. So you can create it, become profitable really fast, which is what I've done for you know these last few years. So every business I start now,、um, it gets into the six figures quicker than the last business.、Um, I think the last one was maybe took four months, and now I'm scaling up to you know million dollar businesses. So it's a as you scale up, there's always new problems and new adventures and new obstacles and things to overcome and new mindset shifts and there's always new things and that's what I love. I love being in the unknown and you know not settling for what I know and just keep going with that. I love like pushing myself. So if you're in the same boat, you're in the right place. And、um, talking to Tony today, I think is just brings another little insight. And there's one other thing I wanted to say. I got talking to a friend yesterday, and、um, I was telling him how I just hired a business coach for the next two months. That's going to really kick my ass into gear and、um, make sure I'm, you know, not getting complacent, not getting lazy, and just see where the holes are in my business. And he kind of had a bit of a chuckle to himself because he said, "Like, why would a business coach hire a business coach? Like, it does doesn't make any sense." And the thing is, I want to say, like. If you just say you're a wedding photographer, for instance, and you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you think you know you're an expert and you already know everything, but you're only making a hundred thousand dollars a year, there's so much growth there. Even if you're making two hundred or three hundred or four hundred, imagine if you could hire a coach that could get you an extra hundred thousand dollars. And so that's what it's all about for me. It's like, you know, not being the expert and always growing. Like, I think. The more that you become successful, the more you'll end up spending on coaches and mentors and life coaches and all that kind of stuff because you know the results they can get you, and you know that you just need that, you know, a little bit more of a push or a little bit more of whatever it is. So in this episode, I actually use an analogy about a boxer, right? So a boxer could be the world's best, you know, heavyweight champion boxer of the world, but they still have a coach in their corner and they still get coached, they still get taught, they still need. Training of what framework's going to work and how to 
defeat different opponents and bigger opponents and bigger titles and things like that. And it's the same in the business world. Like you need someone in your corner, no matter where you are in your business. I don't care if you're an educator or if you're making a million dollars a year, like you still need someone. And I know like all my friends that make, you know, a million plus a year, they all spend big amounts, like sometimes even up to 10% of their income per year on business coaches, on courses, on educating themselves. And it just goes to show, you know, that's why they keep growing. They keep pushing themselves because they're not settling with, oh, I think that's good enough or I'm already an expert. What could anyone possibly teach me? How could anybody possibly push me? And it doesn't make any sense. And the second that you start thinking that and you get complacent, that's when everybody will start overtaking you because you'll be left behind. All the things that other people are learning that you're not learning because you don't want to waste money and you want to, you know, learn everything for free or, or cut corners and, and you don't believe in yourself enough to invest in yourself, of course, you're not going to grow as much as somebody else that wholeheartedly dives in and believes in himself. So I just wanted to say that like this business coach um, for the next two months, I'm only having a few meetings with him. And yes, it was about $20,000 for me. And that's a lot of money. But at the same time, like the way that I look at it is I don't look at how much does it cost. I look at how much is it worth and what is the opportunity that I'm leaving on the table if I don't do these things, right? So if this guy can look at my business and go like, you know, you haven't done this properly or this workflow would make you a little bit more money or you could upsell this or you could create this differently or here's where your mindset, you know, that's where the block is. Of course, then I can make some extra money and $20,000 is nothing because now I can make an extra 100000 from that one investment. And, you know, where else can you get, you know, invest in yourself like that or invest in anything and get massive returns and keep getting them because you don't forget those things and then it just gets stronger and you get better and you optimize it and, and it goes on from there. So anyway, um, I want you to uh, enjoy today's episode. I hope it brings you a little bit of value and a little bit of insight into us working. Um, you know, I have so many businesses and companies and I, and I believe like it's just all oh, such a fun project. Like why not start something and, you know, try something new and it's in a new industry and, and like push yourself and there's so many things to learn. Like I've got no idea and, and I love it. Like I just love being in the deep end and learning something new. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, if you haven't left me a review on the podcast yet, definitely do so on the Apple podcast app. Um, you can head over there and otherwise enjoy. working and um tony just dropped in if you don't know i'm starting a new company with tony called no skins with another friend ashley and um no skin is a vegan clothing brand we're going to change the world with getting rid of animal products in clothes and making a mainstream which is really cool but i want to talk to tony and just have a bit of a discussion because we're talking about listening to podcasts and things we're doing in the startup phase and um i think it's a good conversation just to have while we're recording how are you man I'm good, man. It's a little bit early. I <laughs> just jumped out of bed, but we're ready to go. <laughs> it's literally what time? Like 7.30 right now. <laughs> yeah. I think I woke up 10 minutes ago. I'm just down the street. So have you been looking for podcasts and stuff, have you? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's, it's actually hard as well. I find you get onto some of the podcast apps and whether you're looking on Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, whatever it is, it just throws up the same ones all the time. Yeah, because like, it's always like the most popular, huh? It's always the most popular. It's mm. always something about murder, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. They've got a place. Mm. But it's, yeah, then you start digging in as well and you might 
dig in for some of the key words, like you want to have a look at something to do with e-commerce, you want to have a look at something to do with SEO. Um, and there are some really awesome ones out there. Mm. Um, but then as well, you get to a point where you can just jump onto anything. And because I feel like the algorithms of podcasting aren't actually as good as they are with something like Instagram oh, or Facebook, not. where yeah, yeah. you get the good recommendations, even Netflix. Netflix knows you inside out. Mm. But even though I listen to a bunch of podcasts, I feel like my podcast app doesn't know me. So I jump on something random. And then you can actually spend, you know, 30, 40 minutes digging into something where the information's either really poorly produced, mm. it's really ill considered, or it's. It's just sometimes no, a little bit No basic. preparation, just like what we just did right now. Yeah, that's it. It's, yeah, it's really <laughs> ill-considered. Someone just throws you a microphone and says, let's make a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you got to try and make something good from it. Yeah, exactly. You know, like um, with my podcast, if you go to the recommended, I just looked at this yesterday, it recommends other podcast um, shows that are nothing to do with mine at all. And I'm like, does it not know, like in the description, I say what it's about. Does it not know what the content is at least? Yeah, I'm not sure. And I, I don't produce podcasts, so I don't know. But I don't know if there's a tagging facility or something when you actually add your podcast, you tag it to the categories that make sense. Mm. But if I imagine there is, and if there is, it's like they then completely ignore it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so I'm sure there's logic behind their algorithms. You know, I, I think these guys know what they're doing to an extent, but it's, yeah, it seems a little bit off. So Tony, tell me, um, are you excited about starting a new company? That's amazing, man. I mean, considering what's currently happening, um, you know, and seeing a lot of people around who are understandably feeling pretty frustrated. And mm. here in Melbourne, we're locked down. Been locked down the for extreme. so long. <laughs> yeah. um, so doing something like that, it's, it was a goal of mine for this year. Um, I set my goals on my birthday, not on my, um, not on New Year's. So my birthday being in March. So that's pretty much, I think we started this towards the end of March. Um, so yeah, like six months in or something, it's super exciting. I reckon it's... We're going to be fully up and running by next March. So I can say that goal is 100% being ticked of starting a business. Um, and it's just, it's been an amazing focus through this period of time as well. It's given something else to work on, something else to think about. Would, would you even say it's like probably the perfect time to start a business during all this? I think it's a perfect time to start an e-commerce or a digital based business, uh, which actually was, this wasn't the reason this came about. Totally. Like, you know we were a couple of weeks before the craziness kicked in. So it's been pretty serendipitous in that sense because I work in a digital agency when I'm not doing this. And it's weird in a digital agency, you're taking people's businesses online, but you also see businesses that aren't traditionally online and you see that they're struggling. Like we work with some brands that are in travel and things like that and understandably they're struggling, but then they need to quickly make transitions into a digital space. And therefore, as a result of that, we're doing really well. So the digital space is actually mm. benefiting out of this situation. Definitely. You know, people are listening to podcasts. People are buying their stuff online now. Demographics that weren't comfortable buying stuff online are now getting more comfortable with it. So it's probably even a better time to be starting. Mm. Tell me, man, like, how does it feel like starting a project with a bunch of other people and like creating something that's from you know just an idea and watching it come to life like how's it feel for you it's really cool and i think do you feel scared <laughs> at, at times <laughs> but i think i've also grown out of that really quickly and mm -hmm. you know that's that comes from the people that you're around and putting yourself around the right people um you know ash who's our our director of design mm -hmm. is incredibly talented and skilled and has made me really comfortable with that process, has made me realize like when you're starting a business, it's about getting the right people into the right positions. You don't need to do everything. You mm. need to do your bit and do it well. 
um, and then you know excited for all of the content and marketing and everything that's going to come up from when we get our products in and you can get stuck in and also just having that you know having the business drivers people listening to this know that you've got is really inspiring and great for when you're getting into this mm. um, so it's been scary but more than anything it's like for it, it's been like a big investment for you it's a big time investment like a it, you know, there's always like things that you kind of get scared of when you first start something. Hey, like how do you get over the line and go into it, go all in? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> it. Is you've got a you got a 10x, you got to go all in. Um, <laughs> and it is it's a big financial investment, and you have to make the decision as well that uh, I mean, a financial investment is relative to the person doing it. Mm. Um, but you know, in this case, it's the biggest financial investment I've made into anything up until this time. But it, I think part of it also comes from playing music, being in a band, is that's a constant investment. It's also a money pit. You know, mm. Everything costs money. And when I was playing music, we invested probably for five years, you know, thousands and thousands into recording, into touring, into getting out there with small little returns each time, but never enough to like profit from it. And then one day you started making money and the investment pays off. So I think there's a little bit of background in that that gives you the confidence that it's persistence mm. so it's like investment of money investment of time times persistence is then what actually gives you the result i think it's interesting that not many people actually realize and understand that everything they've done in life all adds up to something and so when they think like i've never ran a business before i've never done this you can actually pull on so many strengths and so many skills that you've learned in other things like, you know, starting a band or having a project or selling lemonade on the side of the street or, you know, when you're a kid or whatever it was. And it all equals to something right now. That's it. Everything that you do in your day to day life is going to contribute to it. You know, if you've if you've written a shopping list, you've you've done planning. You <laughs> you've know, got data. You, yeah, that's it. You've, <laughs> you've looked in your fridge, you've seen what's remaining yeah. and you've taken the results of that, written it onto a list and then you've got a that's plan. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so even the smallest things you do as you go through life, you start learning what works, what doesn't, where to manage risk, where to step back, where to jump in with two feet. Mm. And then in something like this, it, it is then about saying, all right, now's the time to disregard some of the things I've thought before. And a lot of it comes down, you know, parents will often be the ones who have a little bit of a voice over your shoulder. It's like, yeah, it's a cool idea, but they're keeping you safe. Like, you know, go easy. <laughs> yeah. Remember as well, you've, you know, you've got some money saved up. There's a smart thing you can do. You can buy a house and all that kind of thing. Um, but it's, you know, why not both? Why not invest? But, I mean, in something? there's lots of smart things we can do, but like smart. I mean, what does that really bring us? <laughs> That's it. There's no adventures in smart moves. It brings. It brings some some safety some security and look there's a again it's it's all relative for all people but you know sometimes you've just got to take the risk to get the bigger output from it and also as well it comes down to what what makes you excited like mm. there's there's different things that i could invest time in, i could invest money into but does that give me or does it have the potential to give me the lifestyle that i want at the end of it and that's what this does you know there's you get your inspiration, whether it's your Pinterest boards or your videos you've seen of other brands, anything like that. You line it up, you look at it each day, you walk past the places that are doing something that you want to be doing and just remind yourself that if someone else can do it, then, mm. you know, anyone else can do it. There's no, there's no limit to the opportunity. You what you just said there is really important. Like you need to immerse yourself into it and it comes down to everything, right? If you're creative, if you have a 
a passion or project or whatever and you're not even just the people hanging out so you need to see you know that it's possible other people are doing it but you also need to hang out with those people you need to be obsessed with it you need to get on your on your laptop you need to be looking at those things and just like everything like that's you're feeding into you needs to be on par of what you want the output to be yeah i love that it's about surrounding yourself with it's about surrounding yourself with the right people for sure mm. and people as well who if you're obsessed with it won't say oh man you're obsessed with that you know you need to wind it back yeah they're going to be pushing it's you like, even higher you're obsessed with that we can see that you want it go go Let's and get do it, it. Yeah. yeah for sure yeah i think it's so important to have that network and find those people and i was actually talking to someone yesterday and they were saying like how do you go about like everyone talking about covid19 and, and bringing in like you know things that you probably don't want to hear of you know, what's not working and what the world's doing, what the election is. And I'm actually really ruthless with it. And I, and I realized it's like, because someone walked in with a group of people yesterday into this room and they started talking like that. And I literally just stepped out of the room and I just walked off and then I listened to a podcast and, I, and you know, and I just like come back cause they weren't my friend group or anything, but I was like, I don't need to be surrounded by that. Cause I don't need that right now. Like I need something positive. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting one. And it, I think this has actually been a bit of a challenge for me more than I would have liked in a way because a friend of mine, um, a really good friend of mine, we were talking at the beginning of the year when we could actually hang out that both of us have actually pretty much stopped watching the news. Mm. Um, and for the last year or two, we've made a conscious effort to avoid news because we feel like if there's an event that's big enough or something that's important enough, you're going to know about it. You're going to know about it. Yeah. You're going to walk past a newspaper and see it there on the front page. You're not going to be completely oblivious to it. But you know, once you dig past the first page of the paper or the first headline of the news, everything subsequent, it's it's not really you can have any anything you can have an impact on. And it's just going to kind of stress you out and make you question a lot of things. You're going to think mm. the sky is falling and you're going to start thinking that that's true. Um, Man, if we listen to people right now that says like, don't start a business is the worst thing to do, COVID-19, no one has money, no one's buying, no one, you know, there's no opportunities, everyone's inside. If you listen to that, of course, that's what you're going to find, right? That's and what it. we're looking for is opportunities right now. We want to start a brand. We want to get it online. Look at these opportunities. And it's naive to think that, you know, no one has money and no one's spending. It is for sure. And if, if people are saying that, you know, if people are saying that now's not the time, there's no opportunity, then that means there's an opportunity about to come and other people aren't ready mm -hmm. for it yet. Absolutely. Whereas if it's like, you know, you take something like the crypto bubble, mm -hmm. once people are there and they're making their millions and suddenly that's hitting the front pages, you're too late. Yeah, absolutely. And, you, you missed know, the train. You've missed the train. You can still get in there and, you know, you can still make money and you can still get a lot to learn out of it, but you've missed that. You've missed that big moment. Mm. So you've got to you've got to take a chance that when people are telling you not to do something and it is a chance, it is a risk that you're about to get onto the, you know, the horizon of a big opportunity. Um, but that's the place to be. Awesome. Hey, so I've got a couple of questions for you. Um, sure. One is. So you're going to be the CEO of this new business. So that's self-appointed. Yeah, self-appointed. <laughs> so you're CEO. Um, I want to know, like, you know, to everybody out there that has never started a big company before, like we're doing now, or that's never started working for themselves, like imposter syndrome. Like, do you ever feel like, oh man, I, I don't know, like I've never, I mean, for starters, you've never been a CEO, you've never actually owned your own business and you've never been in the fashion industry. So there's so many reasons why that could, that could come up. So is it, is it a way that you've kind of overcome that or do you think about that or is it just not even on your radar? Um, I think it's on my radar, but I think that, I've thrived in imposter syndrome 
which is maybe a strange thing. And if that's not the case, and that's not the case that other people feel, then I wouldn't let that discourage them from doing it. I'd say it's probably because I've done it a few times and become comfortable doing it. Mm. Um, I think of most jobs that I've been to, I think every job interview I've ever been to, I've been underqualified for. Um, but I've, I've gone in with an approach that's then landed me the job and it's probably just the enthusiasm and the dedication that they can see that I've had to learning. Um, and probably in a sense, you, you actually start to get this weird compounding of imposter syndrome where the more you do it, people can sense that you may have come in in that position, but you've then adapted to it. So, you know, for ex example, when I came out of playing music and being in a band, I, I never went to uni, had no education in that sense. I was a punk rock, you know, front man, and that was my job. And then when I decided to change that up, I was living in London, went for a job. Um, at a non-profit organization, like a really established animal rights organization, and had no business getting that job, but managed to somehow blag my way through, convince them that what I'd done on the road was tour management and that was applicable to project management and get in there. So when you go to the next place and they can see that you've done that, but then you got promoted in the last role, they're like, well, you went in with no experience, no knowledge, but you were good enough to then get moved up. And then that kind of escalates to the next role and the next role. And now in my current job, um, I'm the, like the lead project manager at an agency team of, you know, six or so people who I manage now. And even that is imposter syndrome. It's like, well, I've not managed a group of people in this way before. Um, but you just have to go in with conviction, really. You have to go in like you're supposed to be there. And that's exactly how we approach this business now is when we speak to suppliers, when we speak to people, you go in like you're supposed to be there. You go in like you've been doing it for 10 years and that you're a pro and, you know, question other people when they come back to you with things even though you don't necessarily know if their answer was right or not in the first place and just make them realize that you've got a place at the table as well mm. so i know for myself like i obviously always have imposter syndrome because i do everything that's out of my depth and you know i never know where i am what i'm doing but i'm very resourceful so i know that and so the thing is like i would never do anything that i know that's completely out of my depth where i would never be able to you know fix the situation i wouldn't do heart surgery um, but I would do so much where I know I've got no idea about, it. I don't know about the fashion industry. I don't know about like so many things, but I know what my capabilities are and how resourceful I am and who I can hire to make it happen and how I can solve those problems. So when you have that, it doesn't really matter if you know the information and you can be an imposter, but you know that you can make it work. That's a hundred percent it. And a huge part as well is getting the right people for the job. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with doing that as well. No one's ever succeeded by doing everything 100% on their own. Mm. You know, there's going <laughs> to be parts. And there's going to be parts where you go in and it's exactly what you say. You feel like you're an imposter because you're out of your depth and you're stretching your limits. And that's kind of something that you should be putting yourself in a position for to grow. But also accepting where the true boundary is. Mm. And sometimes as well, you might be like, that's just not an area I'm, I'm skilled or talented in. I, I can do a lot of things. I can't draw a thing like there's absolutely no way I could draw anything so if there's an instance in this business where somebody needs to do an illustration or somebody needs to do a product sketch I'm not going to pick up the pencil I'm going to find the person who's qualified to do that and that's the best way to go about it and just I suppose know your know your extended boundaries is a huge part of that as well absolutely I want to know a little bit about your mindset with um you talked about before you were like listening to podcasts and stuff like how hungry are you for for this business to succeed and like what are you doing because i know there's so many you know they, they say what is the average 350 books a successful piece, person will read on average per year 
where someone that sees no success, um, I think it's like half a book per year that they get through. And um, the reason why I say that is because like as we're leading up to this, I know you've been reading books and listening to podcasts and things like that. And, you know, you know me, I do that constantly. Um, are you sort of feeding yourself and putting yourself in that right mindset right now and like kind of, you know, really working on your mindset and, and doing everything you can there? Yeah, I think I think it's huge. And especially in a way, it's been really important at the moment because there's a lot of time. There's also a lot of blockers in what we can actually do to move elements of the business forward. You know, we're waiting for products to get produced at the moment. That <laughs> There's only so fast that can move. Let's just um, stop there and say, like, Tony and I and Ashley had a meeting in the park the other day, which was illegal, so we could look at prototypes and stuff like that. So there is some restrictions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has, been, it has been challenging in that sense. And, you know, we found ways to get around that. Um, but I think in the times where you can't do anything that's active for the business, and this is probably going to end up being another one of those benefits of doing it in this time, is that we are stuck at home and, you know, we are stuck just walking around the neighborhood that we live in. So it's podcasts, it's audiobooks, it's reading. I think, and, you know, whether this is a good way to do it or not, I think I've got six different books on the go at the moment mm. because I have the one in the morning, which is the kind of motivational audio book, which maybe the content's a little... You know, it's a little thinner, but that's the pump up in the morning. That's go out for a walk, get a coffee. Um, the way that you would listen to music to get pumped up to work out, you know, you listen to this audiobook and it gets you pumped up to, to work and to start kicking goals. And I don't see it that, you know, some people say, oh, I go for a walk every morning. I don't go for a walk every morning. I go for a read every morning. Mm, but it's like, such a good way of looking at it. I do that on my walk. That's amazing. Um, and then, you know, I'll get back and, then I'll jump onto a course that I'm doing for a little bit of time. Then I'm also still working my nine to five at the same time of this, so mm -hmm. it's balanced. So, you know, especially if my boss is listening, then I'm doing my nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's um, doing his nine to five. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. And then I'm getting all of that in. But then on my lunch break, it's like, you know, again, there's nothing we can do. And I'm not just going to sit there and throw on the news because that's not helping me with anything at the moment. So I'll sit there for some time, you know, eat some lunch and start flicking through a book on copywriting for marketing, something like that. Then jump into something else when I'm maybe like just hanging out after work, um, jump into another podcast, get inspired, listen to something that's talking about marketing, talking about SEO, talking about starting a business, just getting the experience things, then jump into a biography of people who have done mm. the same thing. And then there's nothing better than studying someone that's been successful before eh? and just seeing the roadmaps like that's it. And you start to then it's the same thing as doing the analysis. You start to make the connections. You start mm. to see what these people do. And it's also inspiring. So it is hard. Sometimes you think, man, like there's there's a huge company. How do you go from starting something, you know, that's just an idea just to, to taking it that that massive? There must have been something, you know, some secret ingredient that they had mm. or something different that they did. But most of the time it is opportunity, right place at right time with a lot of grind and a lot of effort. You know, mm. the right place and right time is actually a fraction of what you think it is. People mm. attribute too much to that, I think. Oh, they definitely do. That lucky break they're all waiting for. <laughs> the overnight success that actually took 10 years. Mm. Um, and again, and I think a lot of that came from the music industry as well. I saw that there truly was no overnight success that people think there is in music. Those guys have, ble have been, you know, slogging for five, six, seven years playing all the shows. But then it just seems like an overnight success because you just heard of them. Um, so, yeah, it's all the books, all the podcasts, all the courses. And more than anything, it's education, but it's motivation as well. Do you think do you think there's a lot of um 
a lot to be said for like mentors and, and business coaches and things like that. Like I know that you probably haven't had that yet, but um, just like, do you see a lot of value in going like, oh, like if, for instance, like if you could pay a CEO of one of your favorite clothing companies to like, you know, pick his brain and talk about a few things, like, would that be worth a lot to you? It'd be huge. And I think it's not something I've been able to apply in the direct sense of I'm going to get myself a business coach or a mentor. But then in jobs I've had, I know that jobs that I've succeeded in and, you know, pulled me out of that imposter syndrome and made me feel really competent and confident in my jobs has been because of a mentor that you've had there. Mm. Um, and that's a way to then try and approach management is to try and be that for somebody else. And then you then get this mix where you're trying to be it for somebody else. You see what other people need. You get ideas of what you need from someone. And the more that you can just embed yourself in with people around you and grow, the quicker you see results by far. Mm, you know, your absolutely. ideas alone aren't going to get you there. So I think there's huge benefit, especially if it's in your industry. Hey, you want to know something interesting? Um, I had someone contact me the other day because I, I just hired a business coach and they said, why would you hire a business coach? How can you be a business coach if you're hiring a business coach? And what people don't realize, like when, when you're first starting out, you may think like, um, you know, people at the, at the top of their industry have got it all sorted and things like that. But the successful people are always learning. They're always trying to level up. They're trying to get higher. They're trying to, you know, network. They're trying to, they'll throw money at like doing masterminds and things like that because they see the more value in it because they've got results before where maybe when you're first starting out, you can be a little bit more skeptical. Like, are they just, why would they be doing that? Like, why, blah, 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 you know? Oh, a hundred percent. And I think the first thing that comes to mind when you say that is, if you go to any gym, I guarantee that every single personal trainer has a personal trainer. Totally. Because they know themselves that you, everybody has got their own personal limitations that another person can drag out that extra 10% from you. And whether that's because it's a psychological thing of your own motivation or it's just sometimes as well, you get a confidence in the way that you're operating and you feel comfortable in your industry and you feel that you are educating people and bringing you know, your confidence to them. But sometimes it's great to have someone else sitting there and giving mm. a different perspective as well. And that's the thing. So I think it's almost vital at that stage to actually have it really somebody is. There. I think like another analogy would be like, imagine, you know, Mike Tyson's amazing boxer, right? Imagine if he was like, no, nah, I don't need a coach. I don't need someone there. Like he's probably a better boxer than his coach, but he still needs his coach there, right? And Mike Tyson can teach lots of people how to box, but he still needs someone for where he's performing. Uh, absolutely. There's not going to be anyone who's in that kind of level of success who hasn't got somebody like in, their corner. in their corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, I think it's huge. And actually picking your business coach or your boxing coach or whatever it may be is one of the most important decisions. And that's something that, you know, when when any boxer, any personal trainer, any CEO is picking their person in their corner, that's probably the last place that they would want to compromise or spend less money or anything like that. That's Absolutely. where they should actually put all of their investment because that extra 10% that that person will draw out of them is that final 10% that you probably would struggle to achieve yourself. And 10% is massive. That's the thing. When you start getting bigger numbers and things like that, like, you know, when I first started out, I was struggling to pay $2,000 for a workshop. And, you know, just last week, you know, I've just dished out like 20000 for a business coach for a couple of weeks and things like that. But I'm like, I'm not looking for the price because I'm looking at it differently. I'm thinking if, if this was $20,000 fee, can I make $200,000 from what, where I'm stuck and what he can unlock for me? 
That's you know what I mean? So it's like it, you put the value on it totally different. It's always the you know it's always the relative uplift of what you get, and that's exactly it. Like the bigger you the bigger you get, or the more successful, the more income that there is around it, then it's almost like not even that paying ten paying ten twenty grand will get you that extra hundred or two hundred you have to start thinking of it as that's the money you're leaving on the table if you don't make that extra investment. That's the opportunity cost. Yeah, that's the opportunity cost. Oh, no. so, and that's the, that's the biggest part there. It is, and I see that. So when, you know, this business coach, I had a chat to him, and when he showed me a few things that I was leaving on the table, I'm like, man, I can't afford not to pay this guy because I don't want to leave all that money on the table. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Otherwise, someone else is going to grab it or it's, it's just going to sit there. It's, it's yours for the taking. And when you've, got, you've amassed such a level of knowledge and you understand things so well, the the information that they can give you, you can actually do so much with. Mm. And there is an element to it as well that if so you're going to put $20,000 down into something and they come forward with ideas, you're going to do them. Absolutely. You're going to so want to get your money back. That's it. Like, you know, you need to get your money's worth out of that. So I think it's awesome. Um, so last question. This one's going to be a little bit more. Um, my listeners will want to hear this one and I want to hear the answer. Um, yeah. Are you scared to work with me? Because we're starting a new business and, you know, my listeners have been listening for a long time. They know who I am and stuff. And um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would be like, man, I'd hate to have that energy around me all the time. <laughs> oh, look, I have to say, um, not just because it's being recorded you can be, as You well. can be brutal. You can be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think as well, I think it's actually a huge, um, I think it's a huge opportunity for me, to be fair. And that was part of my decision, you know, when we, when we started talking about it six months ago and it's, all right, what are we going to have to throw in in terms of time and money and effort? There was obviously the goal and the vision to start it, but I thought there was also an opportunity cost at not starting a business with you. It's, mm. That was the way I saw it there. It's like, it is a great chance to work with somebody. You know, you've said, I haven't started a business myself before. So you're an awesome person to get into a partnership with and actually start doing that. So that was an opportunity within itself. Um, you know, six months down the line, maybe I feel a little bit different. Absolutely. <laughs> no, 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 it's, um, the energy has been great. And actually a lot of the, I think even if I'd had this conversation six months ago, my mindset would have been different. And I think mm. you've seen that in me, that my mindset has probably evolved over that time. It's growing, yep. Um, so I think there's huge benefit in doing it. The energy is also good as well. I find, you know, there's a lot of people out there and I'm sure people listening who are either extroverts or introverts or wherever they place themselves in that realm. And I tend to be kind of, I suppose, influenced is the word and brought up to the level of people around me. If I'm around more introverted people, then I'll sort of sink a little bit more into that. If I'm around extroverted people or people who are driving for something, then I feel the need to drive up to that level. So having the energy is actually a big motivation source for me as well. That's so awesome. now I think it's been awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, I'm so excited about this company because I have big visions for it and I can see, um, you know, yourself and Ashley, like everyone brings something to the table and it's the same for me. I feel like it's an opportunity cost because I was thinking of this, you know, similar idea like a few years ago and I just struggled to find someone that is dedicated enough to say yes and actually do something. So, um, it can be hard, like it, no matter where you are in your career, it can be hard to find someone that you can collab with and work with and spin ideas with and share energy with and things like that. And um, I think it's really important to jump on those opportunities when they come past because they don't always come past. No, for sure. And I think the last thing to throw in as well from my perspective is, um, you know, network yourself out and have the conversation with people. I mean, in this scenario, you know, I met Jai um, 
at, at my wedding. He's yeah, shooting I, my wedding. I, I shot Tony's wedding. Um, you know, we were having good chats before, had chats after, somehow even got onto the subject of this. And then after the wedding, it was like, hey, let's grab a coffee and talk about this idea. You know, you never know what just putting the message out there to someone is actually going to achieve. And six months later, we're mm. about to launch, you know, no skin's about to go live. Um, so yeah, it's a huge opportunity gained from just saying, hey, do you want to have a coffee and chat about this? That's where the biggest changes come from. I think people underestimate that so much and I'm, I'm on the hunt for it all the time. Like, you know, my clients, my friends, my, you know, my barista, like if people got ideas and they got energy, like, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. I'm so attracted to that and I want more of it and I want to collab and, and talk about ideas and, and that's my jam. Like, I love that. Yeah, for sure. You've got to get, just get in front of people, uh, any opportunity. And sometimes it will be a great chat. Sometimes it won't be a great chat, but you know, you had a coffee and met someone new. And then sometimes you'll be on the cusp of launching a huge business. Um, I'm going to finish it up. But what I want to say, because me and Tony are going to go get a coffee. Um, what I want to say is I wanted to have Tony here talking with you guys because, you know, I talk a lot about like starting a business during COVID and doing all this kind of stuff. And a lot of it is like a lot of talk. But what I want to say is we're actually doing things. So Tony is actually you know, starting this business and I'm starting this business and we're actually developing things and I'm doing so much and we're doing it during COVID. So it's living proof that like, you know, maybe it won't work out. I'm not saying it's going to be super successful, but I'm saying my vision for it will be and my ambition for it will be and my drive and I'm ready to go all in on all my projects. So, um, it's just, I want you to have that confidence to go like, you know what? I can see Jai doing it. Tony's doing it. Like, you know, I don't believe there should be something standing in my way. And I think everything can be figured out. So that's my message. What do you think, Tony? 100% back it. And, you know, as I've mentioned a couple of times, I'm, I'm still working my job at this stage. You know, I'm hoping that once we get off the ground, I'm more than prepared to, you know, walk away from that and, you know, cut, cut the living costs and go into this 100%. At one point, that's going to be what's necessary. Um, but, yeah, there's no, there's no reason that, I can do this over, anyone else can do this. This came from an idea that had been kicking around for six months and then it's just about putting it into action. And in a way, I'm kind of surprised at how easy it's been to get this far when you just commit to an idea. Absolutely. And that's that's the biggest learning for me. And whatever happens with this, I can't wait to start the next business as well now. Uh, you get addicted to it. Let, let me just ask you one more question before we go. Do you think if you failed and did lose your big investment and it didn't work out, do you think that would be worse than if you didn't do it and you said, what if for the next 10 years? For sure. That, and that was the massive opportunity cost. I know 100% that if I, you know, throw down a big chunk of money into this, which is in, in my case, what it is relevant to me, um, that can come back. You know, I'm early 30s. I've got a lot back. of time to make that back in some way or another. Um, but in 10, 15 years, if I thought, man, I should have started that business with Jai, we could have been huge. And then even worse, you see someone else doing a similar idea and nailing it. Uh, man, that could have been me. Then that's actually, that's way harder to live with. Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make your break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio, Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more information on this podcast, our online courses, products, workshops, or just want to say hi, we're here for you at jailong.co.